Hey there, everybody. This is Andy J. Miller, and you're listening to Ask a Freelancer. Ask a Freelancer is brought to you by Cushion, a simple forecasting app for freelancers. Cushion gives you a bird's eye view of your schedule and income so you can plan months ahead and reach your financial goals for the year. Learn more about Cushion at cushionapp.com. All right, here's the first question. What do you do when the new projects and cash flow slow down or stop? Honestly, I thought really long and hard about this because I think it's a really important question. I've been there. I get it. I I know what that's like. Um, But honestly, I don't think there's any magic answer. I do think you can set yourself up for success, though. I think it's kind of one of these things where, you know, by the time you see the jungle cat, it's too late. Like they're, you know, they're a creepy uh, predator that can blend into the surroundings. And by the time you notice it, it's too late. And I think that's what cash flow is like. Bill Gates said it this way, in this business, by the time you realize you're in trouble, it's too late to save yourself. Unless you're running scared all the time, you're gone now. You know I'm a positive guy, and I'm not going to encourage craziness and running scared. I don't think that's the proper way, Bill. But I do think he's on to something in, in that you do need to be thinking about this question all the time. They say in small business, cash is king. Maybe they just say it in business. It really is. you got to be on top of cash flow. It's the number one thing. In fact, when I learned that term cash flow and I really understood it, it fixed tons of problems in my business because I kept looking at my yearly salary and thinking, we should be fine. I don't understand like why we keep getting into trouble until I realized that it was a cash flow problem. And I think there are some, uh, there's some ways of approaching this that can be really, really helpful. And let's just uh, go with a fruit analogy, shall we? A planting, gardening, fruit analogy since it's uh, early or late spring, early summertime. Now, the first thing I would say is make sure you position yourself near some low-hanging fruit. Now, one of the things we talked about in the last podcast was this idea that you don't have to be in full-time employment or freelance heaven. Like it doesn't have to be this black or white, like you're either getting your soul crushed or you're living it up in the no pants freelance dance. Uh, (laughs) I wanted to keep rhyming, but I I got stopped. I got stopped right there. Um, But it's not either or. And so one of the things you can do is position yourself in uh, relationships and, and make relationships with people that can get you some maybe unsexy, non-portfolio-worthy work that kind of occurs all the time, like the local stuff, the stuff where you know a guy who you can send an email at an agency and say, hey, can you pass a few this or that my way, some you know really boring projects that um, where I can just get a few checks in the mail pretty quickly? Um, so position yourself near low-hanging fruit. You can keep it off the radar. It doesn't have to be on your website. It doesn't have to be out there in the public, but I think it's good to have some of those friendships in the old back pocket. Now, the second thing I would do is the old trickle-in effect, that old trick. So uh, my wife planted a absolutely breathtaking, 
beautiful, explosive garden in our back garden. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. We have this garden, and uh, we planted strawberries. And my daughter, my little baby Alice, will go in the backyard, um, and she will eat the strawberries out of the garden. And so we never really have a full harvest of strawberries, but there's always a new one every day. And so it's a not, not enough for a meal, not enough to uh, fill anybody up, but it's a nice little treat that comes in on a regular basis. This is the other thing that I think you got to do. I think one of the things that happens when you're in running your own business or freelancing where you get addicted to those giant fish, those fish that only come in two or three times a year, they skew your vision of reality. You don't really understand that, you know, getting paid $10,000, $20,000, you know, whatever, what have you, it kind of ruins getting paid 20 bucks for a poster or a product or, um, you know, a few hundred bucks for a little bit of side work. But I think one of the things you got to do is you got to diversify your income streams. Um, I think that has really helped me where I have a shop that doesn't make tons, but it keeps things trickling in and that keeps us ticking over if you like. Um, and And it all makes a difference. You'd be blown away the difference between not having little bits constantly come in and always relying on those giant sums. So don't let those giant projects really throw you askew and cause you to believe that the pennies don't add up because they do. So that's another thing I would do. I would set up some systems where you get in some trickle in money. Now the last thing, the last thing and probably the most important is to always be planting. Now. You don't want to find yourself in a place where you're harvesting. You're harvesting so much, you don't even think about the next season. Sometimes you're you're so busy harvesting, you've got so much work on your plate, you think it's never going to stop. But actually, you always have to set aside some time for planting because there will be a day when that harvest stops. And if you haven't been planting all along the way, it's going to be a long time before those next crops are due right? So what I do is I try to come up with my kind of marketing uh, service, the thing where I acquire new business, and I kind of dedicate myself to it. Now, personally, I don't do a lot of direct marketing, like, you know, cold call emails and, and postcards or whatever, whatever you might do in your particular industry. I don't do a lot of that. What I do is I do probably what the marketers would call content marketing, um, you know, the the cooler, designy, artsy people would probably call it personal projects. But I build something all on my own that has the ability to allow my unique value to shine in the way that I want it to, in the direction of the jobs that I'd like to have right now. That looks like my creative pep talk podcast. There's a lot of specific reasons why I built that. And I dedicate a day a week, literally a day a week to that thing. I don't make tons of money yet. I mean, I think in the near future I might, but I've been doing that for almost two years now. And the reason being is that I set that time aside for myself. It's my number one priority over all my other clients because I know that's the thing I'm doing to acquire new business in the long run. And so the last thing I tell you to do in this old cash flow game is to dedicate yourself to always be planting 
Never rest on your laurels thinking, I've got enough. Plenty of stuff is coming in. I can't possibly find the time to continue to plant. But literally, your business will make or break on that uh, planting. And even I think some of the biggest industry giants can fall into this trap of thinking that they've got reached so high on the mountain that they never have to plant again. And my guess is everybody uh, needs to be planting and that it's it's pretty easy to be forgotten if you don't continually put your stuff out there, put your fishing lines out there just to mix the metaphors up a bit. All right, on to the next question. Does it ever get less stressful? Does it get any less stressful? Does freelancing ever become not stressful? I think you know the answer to this, and the answer is, as far as I can tell, no, it doesn't get any less stressful. I do think that there, you know, I don't want to perpetuate the idea that it, there, in, that in some ways, um, it doesn't get easier because it does. Hopefully, if you're making waves and you're growing, that certain parts become easier. Like I think early on, it was really hard to get the ball moving. And one of the cool things that happens is you get this compounding effect where the longer you work, the more clients you get under your belt, the more likely that you're going to get repeat clients. And so the first year you might get three clients, the next year you might get two new ones, but another one comes back. And so you still have three. So it's almost just as hard as the year before. The next year you got five clients and then one return. And then the next year I could do this for, (laughs) I could do this for so long. The next year you get seven clients and then maybe three I'm sorry. I could really go for a long time doing that, but I'll save you. But you get the point. You know what I mean? So in that way, you know, acquiring and getting the momentum going, all of that does get easier. But honestly, I think you really just trade uh, different things. Like as you grow, maybe you hire somebody and that becomes a whole different bag of stress. Maybe, you know, for me personally, my work has become a lot more personal. Uh, It's become more visible in some ways, not in major ways. I'm still pretty obscure, but um, it's become more visible in a lot of ways. And, you know, that's come with its own types of anxieties and, and, and being more personal in my work has come with all kinds of different stresses. And, and then also feeling like the pressure uh, as the projects get bigger increases. And so the stress all becomes different. And then also I think you never have a time in your life where you don't have life stuff going on too. And so I'm reminded of the monk, I think it's uh, Tick Nat Han. And he said this really great thing. He said that, you know, if you're washing dishes and the whole time you're washing dishes, you're putting off your joy because afterwards you're going to reward yourself with a peach, which for me would just totally not be a thing. I would, I'd need something like, you know, ordering a pizza or something, um, a little, little bit more oomph. But his point is, if you're putting off that uh, peach or pizza until after you're done with the work, that by the time you're eating that reward, 
you've trained your brain to put off your pleasure. And so you're not, you're not going to be in, in that moment either. Once you get the reward, you're going to be thinking about the next thing. You're going to be thinking about watching TV next. Oh, if you finish this thing up, you can go on to the next thing. And I honestly think that we train ourselves to never enjoy the season that we're in. I think you see it in parenting. Like it's really easy when you have an infant and they will not sleep to be like, oh, just when they start learning to sleep through the night, that'll be great. Then they're sleeping through the night, but they start throwing tantrums and you're like, man, I can't wait till this season's over. And then you look back and you think, oh, those were the best times of my life that I was wishing away. Now I don't have too much of that. Uh, luckily, I feel like I learned that lesson in other ways before I started having kids. Um, but you can see where I'm going with this. And honestly, when I look back at the start of my career where there was some real tough challenges, some of those wins are the sweetest wins in my career. And there was a simplicity to that time and there was an excitement in those early days that um, is really different to what I have going on now. And so I wish that at the time I would have had the faith to just enjoy that season. And I think one thing that does get easier is your ability to handle the stress. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the second episode ever of Ask a Freelancer. This show is brought to you by Cushion. You can find out more about Cushion at cushionapp.com. Don't forget to send in your questions on Twitter at cushionapp. If you want to check out my illustration or my other podcast, Creative Pep Talk, if you go out there and just search Andy J Pizza, you'll find all that you need and probably a lot more. Go check out Metavari. They're the music on this show. You can find their stuff at soundcloud.com slash Metavari. Thanks, guys, and stay tuned for the next episode of Ask a Freelancer. Speak to you all very soon.